I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Terry Duffy, SVP and General Manager of Digital First Software and Services for NCR. And we're looking to the future, Terry. What are the trends you're seeing? The situation with retail banking and, and how retail bankers have serviced their clients has, has evolved you know, rather rapidly through the pandemic. I think what we're seeing is is this move, obviously, to very much a digital first narrative where consumers have been introduced or pushed more more rapidly into the digital channel, have embraced the digital channel, and, and now have really been working through how do I integrate my physical experiences that I've been so used to? How do I integrate them into my new digital or my expanding digital experiences? And and so we're seeing a a real technology shift into consumers are engaging on the digital end and then fulfilling on the physical end. And and we're seeing that in banking very, very much. And, and, you know, I think one of the other things we're starting to see is, uh, you know, a a desire for an expansion of services, thinking about um, things like cryptocurrency, thinking about things like more personal financial management, if you will, where consumers are willing to engage in those, I'm going to call them interactions via digital channels, or at least via the bank's preferred method of, of interacting. So, you know, it's it's been an in- interesting transformation. It's been an interesting evolution, if you will. And I, and I think really what's happened over the last couple of years is we've accelerated what might have taken five to 10 years in the banking industry. And it's happened in the past 18 months. Well, let me pick up on a couple of the issues you raised there. First of all, let's talk about the acceleration in digital and the transformation of the physical. It's not just up to the consumer to say, how am I going to integrate my experiences? The institutions have got to offer a coherent message and a coherent way for customers to interact with them. You know, one of the things that that I think we've seen very quickly emerge is this concept, and it's it's not obviously a new technology concept, but I think it's very much a an evolving and emerging concept in banking is the concept of platform. How do um, I, as a banker, deploy a platform that can provide consistent technologies, consistent experiences, one common deployment that I leverage across all my channels, so I enable my clients to have a persistent experience irrespective of how they choose to engage with me. And, you know, we've seen in the probably the last 12 months now, I mean, pretty much every customer we've talked to wants to, you know, kind of figure out how do they begin that journey? How do they go down down the path of effectively platforming one common technology platform for all their retail channels so that they can leverage the, the technology and provide a better customer experience to their, to their clients? Now, that's not a, an overnight journey, if you will. That takes time. But I think what we're really seeing right now is a very, very deliberate strategy on the part of most banks and credit unions to undertake that path, if you will. And, and certainly, you know, it's a, it's a path that will evolve very slowly, potentially, as, as banks adopt the technology. But I think it's being driven by consumers and, and it's, at this extent, almost uh, inevitable, we feel over the next three to five years, that that's what we're going to see across the industry. Well, the buzzword is personalization. But is it more than that? Is this something that institutions are actually embracing and moving towards? Or are we just getting lip service because it's the latest fashionable idea to talk about? For us, right, I think we think about personalization as a part of that, where 
there's more data, there's more information. Many, many deployments are now, or capabilities are now being deployed in the cloud. So you get this rich set of data around your consumers, around their behaviors, around their interactions with you. So now how do you take that data and how do you personalize an experience? How do you personalize a set of offers for those consumers? So for us, you know, if you think about it at a macro level, it all goes back to you need a platform. You need a platform that can absorb the information, that can take the information, that can intelligently take that data and put it into a personalized offer for those consumers. But at the end of the day, it's all part of a common strategy, right? That common strategy is about consistency across how you interact with your clients, getting the information you can, and providing an experience that is, number one, consistent across everything they do. And number two, hopefully, as, as we get more information about them, personalized to that, to that individual's needs, desires, and ultimately their financial wants. And is this where the as-a-service model comes in, the platform as a service? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, as, as we think about it, uh, and again, this is an, an interesting evolution, right? You, you kind of have this a perfect storm of cloud capabilities, the desire to, to normalize your technology, and then ultimately banks very rapidly and credit unions very rapidly adopting, you know, as a service technologies. So I can say, you know, everything we're doing is, is being designed multi-tenant to be deployed in the cloud, to be offered to our clients in an as a service model. And certainly from a software perspective, that makes a lot of sense because clients can consume very easily. They can consume the capabilities, consume the technologies without necessarily having to worry about, you know, internal technology capabilities, deployments, resources, which by the way, we're all being challenged with, you know, access to resources, keeping resources, keeping our skills uh, in-house. So, so this is a way for, I think organizations to quickly pivot um, to platforms to quickly be able to have new offerings for their customers and at the same time be able to do it in a way that the technology, the capabilities, all the new capabilities, if you will, are being managed, maintained and updated by a, by a technology provider, which is nice. Well, this is where banks can focus on being banks and leave the technology issues to other people. What about low-code, no-code, do you see growth there? Because you're talking the same kind of language. As a bank, I, if I'm using a, an as-a-service model platform, I can leave the worrying about making sure the platform works to the people who provided the platform. But I can still, if I've got a low-code, no-code solution, play around with new product launches in a way that, frankly, institutions couldn't before. Yeah, I, I think what that really comes down to is um, the ability to innovate, to innovate quickly. Ultimately, I hate to use the term, but I'll use it, <laughs> a try and buy, right? Can I, can I make something work? Can I make it work quickly? Do I get the adoption? Um, is it something I can be successful with? And, and is, this, is, it, is it driving the outcomes and the experiences that I want? And so this, this ability to fail fast, if you will, um, I think is is a is a critical component as well, and you know I know as a technology provider we take advantage of that too, right? As as we move to platforms, as we move to, to the ability to move more swiftly and quickly, we want to fail fast. If we want to try things, we want to innovate quickly and fail fast. If, if if that's where we end up, so it's it's really interesting, right? I think in the 
we've seen this kind of pivot in the last 18 months, and I don't think we're going backwards. I think everything that's going to happen will be acceleration from here, right? Well, you know, I think we talked about it briefly. I think cryptocurrency is going to emerge very quickly. Um, NCR just made an acquisition in this space. We believe that there's going to be increasing demand, and ultimately, banks and credit unions are going to have to figure out, you know, what what role they want to play in that emerging ecosystem. I was going to come on to cryptocurrencies. You preempted me there. Banks and credit unions are going to have to have a crypto strategy. You're right there. But nobody really knows what that is yet, I guess, because a lot of it is going to be predicated on the reaction of the regulatory authorities, surely. What we see is the emergence of an ecosystem. And and I think that, to your point, right, the regulators are going to play a role in who can do what part of that ecosystem but for us, we believe, again, it comes down to having a platform that supports crypto, having a platform that enables our clients to engage in that ecosystem. And then as that evolves, having the capability to, to be nimble with, with exactly how we offer it, what we offer to our clients, you know, kind of allowing them to engage in that as they desire. Because I will say this, you talk to 100 customers, you get 100 different views on, you know, where crypto's going, um, how that financial institution wants to play in it, and you know, ultimately whether or not they view it as a threat or an opportunity, right? So, so for us, we want to be there as a capability provider, but long term, I think there's a lot to unfold here as to you know what that really looks like and and you know what role that financial institutions choose to play in that ecosystem. All right, let's turn the conversation on its head. This might be slightly strange way of approaching things for you, but we've been talking about what you think is coming up in the next 12 months. Let's press the fast forward button and say, okay, it's now December 2022. What do you think would be the highlights and lowlights looking back on next year? It's an interesting question. I think from a you know kind of a software technology perspective, you know, the industry has a good grasp on where they want to be, right? I think that. Ultimately, most folks are going to go down the platform path or begin that journey. Most folks are going to move their technology to the cloud. Most uh, institutions are going to look at how do I combine my digital and physical and how do I allow my technology partners, to your point, to allow them to be banks. But I think the next expansion we're going to see there is this concept of let banks focus on banks um, will expand into you know the ATM as a service space. We feel like uh, in, in 2022, we're going to see increased momentum in this space where institutions get to the, to the point where they say, hey, I'm a banker. I want to help my, my customers. Ultimately, what I do is provide financial services to my customers. Um, just like I'm okay allowing someone to run my platforms for me, my technology, my distribution channel, if you will, my cash distribution channel, my my ATM channel is something that's really critical, but it's certainly not a core competency of me as a, as a banker. And so I think we're going to see this, this pretty rapid adoption of, hey, because, you know, I think to some degree, the industry has been looking for someone to consolidate, right? And ultimately, that's what we've tried to do, um, NCR has. So I think what you'll see is banks and credit unions start to say, okay, I'm starting to feel comfortable that someone can run that for me and I can focus on my revenue, the revenue side of my business, the financial side of my business of being a bank. So I think as we look back, 
I'm going to say the beginning of 2023 on what happened in 2022, I think we're going, we're going to be talking about, wow, you know, what is ATM as a service going to look like over the next 12 months, given the progress we've seen in the last 12 months. Terry Duffy, SVP and General Manager of Digital First Software and Services of NCR, thank you very much.